3: And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams show. Wanna thank everybody for tuning in today. So, um, you know, there's so many uh different things we're gonna be covering today, um with respect to uh what the globalists are up to and the fall, the, the further fallout from the Marilago attack, it turns out that they took Trump's passports, which implies in Kind of let you know that everything that they were doing was a bit overreaching, to say the least. And when you think about that, and you think about the civil liberties that we have left, um, you have to, you have to question everything. And then now we're finding out about all these different lies, uh, these lies, and deception from COVID, uh, from from all these other th- things that we were saying um, were true and we were being banned and censored on social media um, because we were called conspiracy theorists. But it turns out that the conspiracies uh, theories that we were coming up with turned out they're proven right. Six months later, the conspiracy is no longer a conspiracy. It's true. How about the Hunter laptop? Or... Anything else? How about, uh, we'll be eating crickets. They'll be eating steak. You know, it's the same people, the, the climate change uh, people, the hoax. <clears throat> and we're experiencing these things right now. Right now. We're experiencing these things right now. Just like right now, we are also in a war and we are in a war where we're fighting back. Today is the day where we could say goodbye to Lisa Murkowski in Alaska and uh, Liz Cheney in Wyoming. Today is Tuesday. Today is the day when they get voted out of office. Now, I'm not so sure what's going on in Alaska. I've read polls where Chewbacca is... uh, Kelly Shabaka is is ahead of Murkowski. Sarah Palin's up for a uh, the one and only House seat in Alaska. Um, but Liz Cheney's going to lose, hopefully, to ha- ha- Haberman. I think it's her name. And uh, let's just, I hope she places third or fourth. I hope she doesn't even get second place, and she shouldn't be. Anybody who's voting for Liz Cheney. Or Lisa Murkowski doesn't really understand the problem that we're facing. They don't understand that we're in a civil war right now, and that the the uh, the attacks on the middle class that they they're designed to cause a revolt. They they are designed they are designed to cause conflict, just like. Black Lives Matter was invented to cause conflict within the black community itself, to divide the black communities between political ideologies. That's what it was designed to do. But the Democrats don't really care about black people. They care about black, the black power that they get. They, they care about the power they get from the black voter, in a sense. Black power, you can say, but um, because they figured for some reason, black people just haven't gotten the message and 70% or greater, probably 80, 80% of the black community votes Democrat. They vote for the plantation owners. They vote for the Jim Crow uh, writers. They vote for the white liberals that want to keep them. On the plantation they're not voting they're not voting for the party of Lincoln they're not voting for the party to that passed the 13th and 14th and 15th amendments they're not voting for freedom and equality they're voting for equity and racism two wrongs don't make it right to right the wrong of racism, you don't replace it with more racism, and that's exactly what equity programs are. They're racist programs. Anything, any quota based system based on skin color is is a, a racist policy. It's just absolutely stunningly racist. So to replace to to think that you're gonna solve racism with racism is insane. But this Marxist group is dividing America. And that's exactly what the Democrats have done for decades and decades and decades. This whole idea of redistribution of wealth that Obama told Joe the plumber one day. We're going to spread it around a little bit. We're going to even the playing field. This whole concept of equity over equality is one of the biggest problems we're facing right now. And where there are quota-based systems, there's winners and losers. You get to pick them. And these, these other groups, they're on a mission to divide and destroy, to gaslight. You know, I have this um, meme here. It says, we, le- we now live in a nation where doctors destroy health, lawyers destroy justice, universities destroy knowledge, Governments destroy freedom, the press destroys information, and our banks destroy our, the economy. And someone else wrote, Dear elites, you have awakened a giant. You flaunt your corruption and cronyism while weaponizing the levers of justice for cheap political ends. You crush our wallets while enriching your own. And you shred the Constitution you swore to protect and defend. Enjoy it while you can. We'll see you in November. Signed, We the People. You know there was a uh, someone who took a photograph of these crickets. You can get um you can get chili pepper crickets. You can get all kinds of different crickets, like as if they're chips. You know, like uh, pita chips or something. Urban spice crickets. Mediterranean crickets. And while you're eating those crickets, people like Klaus Schwab and other globalists are going to be getting the red carpet treatment. While you're conserving your energy, while you're being forced to buy electric vehicles that are traceable and trackable, while you're forced, while you're forced to buy refrigerators and washer machines that are Connected to the Internet. They can control whether or not those machines turn on or turn off in a certain period. And you can get basically taxed and charged for your consumption. Your consumption will be taxed and charged. You'll be told. You won't even have a choice. These fancy modern technologies that are connected, where they're they're almost like uh, computer screens on refrigerators and washer machines and dishwashers and dryers. You'll be told that you can't run those during the day during peak air conditioning time. You'll be limited to what temperature your house is. You ever hear of those Nest Nest... uh, you know, um, Alexa-style uh, um, temperature control systems for the house now, yeah, they'll be controlled not by you but by the government. They'll be regulated so that you'll be limited as to what your carbon footprint is. Meanwhile, Klaus Schwab or um, Al Gore or any uh, one of those green people can—, can Buy all the property they want. They can have the biggest carbon footprint that they ever wanted. And they can go to the UN, they can go elsewhere, and they can preach to you about climate change. They could go into Congress and they can uh, vote on a trillion-dollar bill. A trillion dollars. But, like, the climate... Part of that was like four hundred million dollars, or somewhere in that neighborhood, or four hundred. Well, it was four hundred billion. I meant it's because it was a tr- like a trillion dollar bill. So that's real money coming out of your real pocket. You just can't see it. All in the name of what? Climate change. And what did they call the bill? They called the bill Inflation Reduction Act. While they liquidate and devalue the dollar as if that's going to help inflation? No, we know it's going to hurt inflation. And we know that what they've done with this bill is they used climate to spend more of your money to give to their cronies and basically take your money and give it to some research project that supports their idea idea they don't care how much money they waste but yet they're they're stealing it's a theft from the middle class to them and we have to put a stop to it because it's a ruse it's fake they're lying to you and in today's show we're going to prove it and we're going to start off with a few audio clips and I could take this in so many different ways. We're going to listen to a climate change uh, physicist talking about the climate. Oops. Sorry about that. I don't know. uh didn't know that was on. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Oh, hey. Good morning, Scott. Good morning.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, this thing about the uh, with the crickets and, and all that, uh, whenever you mention that uh you know that's that's disgusting. You know, what do they what do they usually say? Oh, I don't know. I you know uh, they usually say they usually say, oh well, people in other countries eat this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they never say that the reason why the people in those other countries eat that stuff is because they're impoverished and they have nothing else to eat.
3: Right. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah.
2: Um, so the the thing is, I, I was telling, you know, years ago, uh, an uncle of mine at Christmas had, uh, one of these little packets of the crickets and this had to be, I don't know, six, seven years ago. And and I told him then I said, "What? that's going to be your, that's going to be your meal soon. <laughs> and yeah, they
3: right, right. Now it's true. <laughs> now it's come to reality.
2: Yeah listen uh, you know um I heard earlier that they were talking about how the uh, justice justice department is uh refusing to um release the affidavit because it uh, could damage their uh, case their yeah it'll hurt their case yeah well of course it will uh hurt the case because it will prove that they have no case
3: well it certainly um I I seriously doubt that they were talking about nuclear codes in the affidavit. See, the affidavit is like an oral argument uh, that mm-hmm. they gave to the magistrate, and so right. Well, yeah. it's
2: supposed to be the the government's case for the warrant, right? Right. So that will prove that would prove that they have had no case for the warrant. They had no probable cause. So, in turn, releasing that information would damage their investigation.
3: That's right. And, you know, Greg Kelly over on Newsmax was talking about this and he says, here's a video of President Trump getting on Marine One and leaving the White House with nothing in his hands. So anything that was sent to Mar-a-Lago, uh, it, it breaks the chain of custody in a sense to where um, he didn't know what was in the boxes. So, you know, what was sent to him by the GSA, the the Government Services Agency, Um they, uh, he, he couldn't have, he couldn't have known all the pages that were in those boxes. That's uh, the point he was making.
2: Right. So, yeah, you, you have to, you have to listen to these people. A lot of the times when you think that they're lying, they're actually telling the truth. You, well, you like, know what I mean? You,
3: give me an example well, of what you're talking for about.
2: For instance, for instance, um, if you're trying to convince somebody of a lie and somebody else is counteracting that with the truth, then you would call the truth disinformation.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what's been happening to us for a long time. Uh... So,
2: yeah, and when you've committed a crime, and then you place that crime under investigation, and you say that we can't reveal any documents because it would harm our investigation, oh, yeah. well, what they're saying is is that if we show you the documents, it'll prove we have no well, they've been hiding behind classification
3: forever. I mean, it's not a new idea. Like the FBI yeah, says thing, currently we can't the, talk about that case because that case is under investigation.
2: Yeah, they throw it under investigation and, and or, 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 they don't have or, to say anything.
3: Or this is classified. That this is, we can't talk about this because this is classified.
2: Yeah, everything's classified. Hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. yeah. We need. Right. We need a lot it's
3: more training. Frustrating circumstances. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for calling in today. Thanks, Scott. Take care. Bye. All right. So, um, all right. We're gonna just. Sorry about this, folks. All right. Yeah, I didn't know that was on. Um, all right. So I got some. I have some clips here um, that um, I want to play. And it's a bunch of different things. Um, first off, we're going to start with the guy, the Moderna CEO, Moderna, right? Now, we just learned that the, the uh, Pfizer guy, quadruple, quadruple uh, vaccinated Pfizer, Mr. Pfizer himself, right? Um, right here. His name is uh, Albert Borla, all right? He tweets this out. I would like to let you know that I have tested positive for COVID-19. I am thankful to have received four doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. And I am feeling well while experiencing very mild symptoms. I am isolating and have started a course of Paxlovid. Paxlovid, the same thing that Biden took. Now, He's quadruple vaccinated and he got infected with COVID. How do you figure that? I mean, wasn't the promise that you won't get sick if you just take the vaccine? Where do they square that lie? I mean, where are the lawsuits that you put some foreign substance, some mRNA that changes your DNA in your body? And, and people are dying from this vaccine? People lost their jobs because they chose not to take it. And they shut down the world's economy. And now we find out through Deborah Birx's book that she was just winging it, that 15 days to slow the curve was really kind of made up. Uh, And they were just trying to uh, basically give disinformation to Trump to get Trump to, to cooperate and shut down. So they gave him false information. And she wrote this in her book, that they were misleading the president of the United States, who was reluctant and didn't want to shut down his economy. And now we know what a disaster that was. The suicide rates are up. The economy is, is, is completely damaged. I mean, we'll never fully recover from what the liberals did in the shutdown of the world economy. And these people like Tedros and Klaus Schwab exploited this for personal gain. And the gap between the wealthiest and the middle class grew and sent a large chunk of the middle class into poverty. Jobless. And now we have a labor participation rate that's never fully recovered and right now airlines are still shutting down flights because they can't get enough staff they have staffing issues for air air flight controllers so here's the head of pfizer announcing that he has covid after being quadruple vaccinated i mean that is just a lie how much how many billions of dollars went to his pocket And how many times did he sit on stage with Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum pushing the globalist agenda? I mean, this is all part of a huge effort to destroy the middle class and gain control. And if that weren't bad enough, if that were not bad enough, you have the CEO of Moderna he says this, I'm in the process of throwing 30 million doses into the garbage because nobody wants them. We have a big demand problem. Every country, every country, and nobody wants to take them. Moderna's vaccine. It's, it's sad to say. I'm in the
0: process of throwing 30 million doses into the garbage because
3: nobody wants them. Uh, we have a big demand problem. We right now have uh, governments, we try to contact not
4: only is Seth we're doing great work with his team trying to get demand into the countries, but also we contacted through the Washington's in, the embassies in Washington, every country, and nobody
3: wants to take them. It's, it's sad. Nobody wants to take your stupid vaccine. Think about that, folks. Okay? Nobody. We're putting them into the garbage. They're garbage. To say, I'm in the process of throwing 30 million doses into the garbage because nobody. Nobody wants them. Nobody wants them. So I'm in the process of throwing 30 million doses into the garbage because nobody wants them. And he's complaining now. He thought he was going to get, I don't know, what does he get for that? $10 per dose? 30 million doses? That's a lot of dough. its It was a lie. It was a big, fat lie, folks. People lie to you about the vaccines. I am so glad. I am so glad I never took that stupid vaccine. And let's, let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about climate. Let's take a listen to um, Brian Cat, physicist, engineer. Let's see what he has to say about climate. Let's take a listen.
5: I think we, we, look, we all accept we're in a period of global warming, but a lot of people are, are panicking, aren't they? Um, Uh,
6: Yes. (laughs) Are they right about it? No. Um, They should relax, basically, Um, simply because if they were to go and look at the natural history of the Earth, which has all been unravelled since these climate myths were created by the UN, they'd find that actually what is happening now is almost totally normal. And the Earth... On the short term, forget ice ages, that's a confusing thing, but for the last 10,000 years, which is a short warm period within an ice age cycle, it goes up and down about a degree at the equator, two degrees at the poles, about every thousand years, Um, and it's perfectly normal. And the rate of rise now, before people start, obviously people might phone in with this one, the rate of rise is not unusual either, it's about one degree in a century and it goes up and down while it's, it can go up and down You're a degree while it's doing that. It's yes. And that's a global trot. average over 30
5: years, it's not the weather. So, <laughs> so we've got on one side, we've got the intergovernmental panel on climate change, we've got thousands of supposed experts, yep. all stuffing th- stuff into their models. Um, why are
6: they wrong? Um, well, because their presumptions that they feed into their models are wrong, and I think we talked <laughs> briefly about this, it's called GEIGO, garbage in, garbage out. That's the point. And one of the assumptions they put in is there's no natural change. So if the change that they assign to carbon dioxide is actually natural, there is no anomalous... Diff- uh, it, in, what's the word I want... Ex- additional change to be observed, so it's not actually happening. And there's a very good reason why that could be so. Stop me if you... you, Which is that it's a very small effect, the greenhouse effect. Within the overall parameters of the atmosphere, there are much bigger things at work, like the sun shining on it and the gravity pulling the atmosphere onto the ground, which basically sets what the temperature gradient... All this sort of stuff. But the control is from the
5: oceans. The clouds control. The clouds are the control of Earth's climate stability. So, So, in a sense, you think that people are panicking unnecessarily. Um... And we've been warming now for the last sort of 150 years or so, give or take, uh, since about 1850. There's something interesting about that that period, isn't it? Tell tell us about that, because why did they choose that point?
6: Well, oh, that's... (laughs) Because it's the lowest point. We are at one degree above the coldest it's been in the last 10,000 years. Which just Let's just repeat that. I mean, that's remarkable. And the other remarkable thing is it's two degrees cooler than the warmest it's been in the last th- 10,000 years, so, which is the Egyptian and the
5: Minoan period. So this is really important, folks, because this is data, and uh, that uh, essentially uh, the IPCC, they always talk about that we are... Uh, one degree higher than than the pre industrialization period that one hundred and fifty years ago, but what you 're saying, Brian, is that was the lowest point in the last ten thousand years correct so so in a sense that 's why we shouldn 't be panicking, and that it 's been much warmer in in two or three previous periods,
6: yes, and in the last interglacial, which was one hundred and thirty thousand years ago, when the country is much pretty much where it is now, about fifty degrees north from the equator, there were hippopotami and elephants on the banks of the River Thames. That, that, it was six, would, that would be quite a sight now, it, it it? would and, and it's well known. This is natural history, and it's, it was six degrees warmer than it is now. And there were humans wandering around the place, presumably hunter-gathering happily. Um, we're a tropical species, so
3: I think it's fascinating, right? So we're now passing bills that cost the taxpayers trillions of dollars, and we're force feeding. Uh, we're we're cutting off natural energy supplies and we're force feeding uh, people to buy and consume certain products like electric electrical cars never minding the fact that they take they require coal and never minding the fact that they require cobalt and precious minerals that are limited resources and that it's really not sustainable that we have an electrical grid that can't even really support the population growth. And so, you know, <clears throat> again, these globalists who are behind all this, the climate people try, you know, fly around in their private jets. The people that are telling you to eat crickets are, you know, eating caviar themselves, drinking champagne and eating great steaks. And... You know, it's just a certain set of rules for them and a certain set of rules for you. And it's got to stop. This separation's got to stop. This political ideology uh, needs to be debated. We don't have, we have this, this segregated news, news, you know. People are either going to listen to what they believe in or they're they're not going to have any honest and open debate. I remember like in the 70s, like on Dick Cavett or something like that, you would have um, these open debates and it was healthy and it was good. And we don't have that anymore. Even in the 80s and 90s, we had um, Crossfire and, you know, and and a bunch of other, you know, Sean Hannity and Combs. Right. Remember that? Where you have both, and we don't—we no longer have that. We have this monolithic style news, and uh, I, I really wish we had a forum for open debates. You got this guy here, Jamie Raskin, a Democrat, right? He doesn't even know what's in the bill. Basically, um, he just thinks that the bill should do what it to lower it. The bill. Uh, a lot of the points of the bill should have an impact to lower inflation. Well, of course it's not. And when he's asked for specifics, like what parts of the bill do you think will put to work on lowering inflation specifically? What part of it's going to do that? He is like, next question. Can't answer it.
5: As, as soon as the act goes into uh, effect... I hope that all of the provisions will begin to work. I, am, uh, I, I know that those who have been blaming President Biden for the inflation going up are now giving President Biden all the credit for inflation going down. So we're moving things in the right direction already. Yeah. And what parts of the so bill do you think
0: will, will quickly work on that specifically? That, uh, next question. Is, uh, <laughs> is-
3: he doesn't know. And not only because there are no parts of the bill that would lower inflation. That's number one. Number two. Biden doesn't get any credit for lowering any inflation. The inflation is 8.5. It was 9.1. It was 8.5, but it didn't change from June to July. And uh, we're still 7.1 above when he took office. So he cannot say he lowered anything, you know, um, just because there's a slight pause And the pause that occurred, occurred because of the promise of the liquidation of this bill. All this bill does is puts the pain and suffering and extends it past the election. This was a political bill. This bill was all about politics. What this bill was about was to delay, just simply delay, the foreclosures and the evictions of people who are about to get thrown out of their homes or lose their homes entirely. Because the housing market is going to be the next catastrophe in America for a lot of people who are going to be in over their heads. And for those who got a fixed rate, in 2018, 19, and refinanced, in 2019, 2020, you're probably going to be okay. And for those who can afford to pay cash and buy out properties, they're going to be all right too. Because the price of a house is going to go, uh, basically, that what, what's a, what a $500,000 house, for example, uh, if you're qualified today for a $500,000 house when the, when the interest rates go up and say it goes up from 3% to 9%, uh, from 3 to 9 that $500,000 house, 3%, that $500,000 house is going to cost you over a 30-year, is going to cost you about 750000 But if it's at 9%, that house costs you $1.5 million almost. It's a 9%. So uh, when you go to get approved, you get approved for a $200,000 house, not the $500,000 house because the $500,000 house at a 9% has a mortgage payment of over $4,000, maybe closer to $5,000 a month. You can't afford that. So you have to go with a smaller house. And as that starts to happen... In rapid succession, um, what's going to happen is the housing prices are going to drop uh, to accommodate a larger market. And there's going to be too much inventory out on the market driving prices down. And the, the difference between 2008 housing crisis and the current housing crisis, the difference between the two is... That you have a lot more, you had a lot more personal ownership and personal buyers in two thousand eight, and you had faulty mortgages. They fixed that problem, but now what you have is you have these uh, uh, corporate investments, these investors like these banks. Maybe BlackRock surprisingly doesn't own the lion's share of the housing market, Uh, but BlackRock is a player. And it's a lot of companies like Open Door, and they've, they've merged with Zillow and so on and so forth. And what, what happens is they're buying up huge swaths of property, like a whole community, and then they control pricing. And as, they, as their uh, portfolio of, of properties uh, starts to uh, devalue, they're going to liquidate. They're going to try to remove some of that risk from their portfolio and that's going to be a different different type of deal it's still going to result in the effect of a housing collapse that's the that's the problem um and then i want to play this uh one other clip digital currency explained let's take a listen to this
7: a little bit far-fetched and you might be thinking that this kind of authoritarian control over your money is not going to be anything that we'll see in the future. Unfortunately, this is already implemented in the world. In China, the government is already able to program what its citizens can and cannot spend their money on. Over the last few years, they've limited millions of people's ability to buy things like train tickets, passports, and luxury goods. They're able to do this because of China's intense social credit system that links each person's identity and actions to their bank account. allowing the government to see and to control everything a citizen does with their money. And it seems like the West is paying attention. In nations like Sweden, South Africa and Canada, trials of programmable central bank currencies are already underway. In fact, almost half of the world's nations are at some stage of implementing this kind of programmable money, meaning no matter where in the world you live, this technology is likely only a few years away. Okay, so how does programmable money tie in with the personal carbon limit? Well, it all comes down to whether or not you've gone over your monthly usage. And if you have, there are two possible case scenarios for that. The most openly talked about penalty for a person going over their individual carbon limit is that they'd simply get charged for doing so, just the same as what happens to large companies today. Taken too many car trips this month or bought a little bit too much meat? In that case, you'd simply get a bill at the end of each month from your government so you can pay the price of being a naughty citizen. As your entire carbon usage would be tracked by a government CBDC, there would be no way to hide how much carbon you've used. And since they now also hold the keys to your money, they won't even need to send you a bill for your excess usage. Potentially, they'll just automatically pull your fine from your bank account.
3: How does that make you feel? 87,000 IRS agents are going to be armed and equipped with a new technology that they're going to learn and roll it out, and they're starting this process right now. This, I believe, is what the IRS is gearing up for. 87,000 new people, $80 billion invested in the IRS to accommodate this new digital world that we're going to be faced with. This is going to be the next battle for us. Civil liberties are going to be trampled all over. Meanwhile, you got the IRS building up, beefing up. Here I have this meme. It says, since 2015, the FBI propagated the Russian collusion hoax to hurt the Trump administration, manufactured the Whitmer kidnapping case and blamed it on Trump before the election, helped Biden's presidential campaign by burying Hunter's illegal activities, misclassified domestic extremism cases to support the Biden narrative. They targeted, the FBI targeted conservative parents who protested pandemic policies at school boards. They placed at least two informants at the Capitol on January 6th who participated in the riot. And they raided Trump's home to find anything that they could to prevent him from running in 2024. And the charges that they, that they chose were charges that they could use in technical terms to prevent Trump from ever running again. Here's Trump's attorney. Uh, we're going to take a listen to what she, uh, the latest on the FBI uh, concerns uh, that they have. Let's take a listen.
8: That's the thing. We don't know exactly what they took. We've asked multiple times for a real inventory uh, description of what was taken. Uh, But the inventory list they gave us is borderline worthless. It doesn't say where the documents were located, what specifically was taken. Now we know they seized his passports, two of which were expired, and they gave them to his attorneys today so he'll have them soon. But we have real concerns in terms of whether they were right to take certain things. The Department of Justice is not communicating with us as to what the evidence uh, is and what their intentions are, but we will continue to try to get to the bottom of it. The Department of Justice clearly has different rules for Donald Trump than anyone else out there. The whole system truly does suffer when they write different rules for different people.
1: Why were you and another attorney of the president denied access to watch what was going on? And who specifically were they asking to turn off the surveillance footage?
8: They didn't give us a reason uh, for preventing us from going inside the property. I even tried to get in the property just for sake of air conditioning because it was like 95 degrees outside. And they were there from 10 a.m. to 630, I think. Uh, but they wouldn't even let me stand inside the property where they weren't searching. They asked uh, President Trump and I think his managers to um, turn off the surveillance, uh, which they didn't.
1: Right. Uh, OK, we appreciate you being with us. Thank you so much. President.
3: You know, what's interesting is uh, the other day, uh, President Trump was in New York and pled the fifth, which is. What I would have recommended that he do, um, and uh, why cooperate with Letitia James? But it turned out that it was kind of an interesting thing. I heard this that uh, Letitia James and Donald Trump got along very well. They were they were they gave each other a hug. They um, were cordial with each other, which was kind of strange because of the rhetoric that you've been seeing out in the public. So it is quite interesting uh, to hear that. You know, that just goes to show you that Donald Trump is cool under pressure. You know, I I truly uh, am impressed by his his demeanor uh, on all of this. So there was this um, uh, thing that that this uh, musical piece. It's a song related to the FBI. It's kind of funny. I think we've heard it before, but I am going to play a little bit of it.
0: Good morning. I'm here to give you an update on the FBI. This is
3: James Comey uh, and Hillary Clinton to give you an idea of a little bit of history on the FBI.
0: The FBI's investigation of Secretary Clinton. What I want to do is tell you what we're recommending. But first, let me tell you what we found. 110 emails. 52 email chains have been determined to contain classified information. What
5: difference at this point does it make? Eight of those chains.
0: Six of those chains secret and contain confidential information.
9: What difference at this point does it make? Everything I did was admitted. There was no law, no regulation. Secretary
0: Clinton should have known that an unclassified system was no place for that conversation.
7: I did not email any classified material to anyone on my email. Here now is
1: Donald Trump's system, no kind of attorney, Alina. Alina.
9: All, nothing was marked classified. To the contrary, nothing was marked classified. There is evidence marked zim- zim- classified. Now let me tell you what we found. Oh 110 emails. It was not the best choice. 52
0: email chains. It was the mistake.
3: So you get the idea, though it's uh, two different standards of justice, right? Uh, here's another attorney uh, from Trump that we want, that weighed in on Hannity that I wanted to to play. Let's take, take a listen.
1: Delegation.
9: Sean, if you use your First Amendment right, we're going to come after you and call you a domestic S- terrorist. I S- just
3: Alina Habba
9: want you to be prepared so you and I are going to share a jail cell (laughs) that's basically what she said you know don't disagree with us or we're going to come after you this is not American this is not American when are we done with this everybody needs to get on the same page cut the garbage and realize what has happened to our country sore losers cannot punish the right side of America because we see the country for what it is we are failing inflation is high Trump is leading in the polls. If he quit tomorrow, this would all be done, Sean. This would be done. I tell him all the time, you wanna be done, you wanna fire me, get rid of me, say you're not running. You will not lead lawyers anymore, you'll be done. This is the most sick version of our country I've ever seen, honestly.
1: You know, Greg, we've followed all of this closely, this whole Russia uh, collusion hoax narrative. We've seen all the raids on conservatives. And then none of the people responsible for lying to FISA courts, none of the people responsible like Hillary Clinton, you know, classified documents, emails. By the way, 33,000 deleted. That would be called obstruction where I grew up. Uh, Never any accountability. There's no raids. They've had Hunter Biden's laptop for two years. Uh, We know there's evidence of crimes on the Laptop. We know it implicates his father, the big guy, and nobody seems to care about that, Greg Jarrett. Why?
0: Because there's no equal justice under the law that's engraved on the pediment of the United States Supreme Court. Merrick Garland has seen to that, and so has Christopher Wray and the FBI. And Forgive me if I just don't trust the FBI that performed the warrant on, on Trump's home. The FBI has a long and disgraceful record of lies and concealment and manipulation. You'll recall that an FBI lawyer literally doctored evidence in order to gain a warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. The FISA court excoriated the FBI when they discovered it and banished all FBI officials from ever appearing before them those that were involved. The inspector general at the DOJ then conducted an exhaustive investigation going through hundreds of similar cases and found a a shameful pattern of lies, manipulation, concealment by the FBI in order to secure warrants uh, to spy and to seize documents. Take a look at this particular warrant that was served uh, at Trump's home. It is a general search warrant which is most often held to be unconstitutional, warrant unconstitutional. Warrants are supposed to be narrowly confined, specific places to search and specific items to be seized.
3: And and date ranges. So the the range of the warrant is uh, the entire presidency of Donald Trump from January 20th, 2021 to when he left the White House. So it's absolutely absurd. Here's Eric Trump, and he gave some testimony also on Hannity. Hannity had a lot of great guests yesterday.
4: Yeah, Sean, because we we don't. And you know, the one thing I'll tell you, it's caused the greatest fundraising. My po- father's poll numbers have absolutely gone through the roof. They're not even talking about any other Republican candidates because they've all kind of you know, disappeared. They're not even in the equation. I mean, last night I had an argument between two people in a restaurant who are trying to buy Laura and I dinner to apologize to what the, you know, for what the United States government has done to our family, Sean. I mean, you wouldn't believe the energy out there. I've been through all of these firestorms over the year. I've never seen America more mad than it is right now. There's only so many times you can cry wolf. People are not buying the sham in the country. They see the weaponization of the FBI. They're calling it the police state in this country. People get this for what it is, Sean. The, you know, they've uh, removed the wool from people's eyes and people know exactly what's going on. They're targeting Donald Trump. They're targeting his family. They're targeting everybody around him. They're targeting his lawyers. Uh, anybody Welcome that's back. close to Donald Trump, anybody who's effective, they're targeting right now. And people understand this for exactly what it's worth.
1: I named all of the names, all the people that signed the FISA warrant. I, I read the text of Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. Uh, I I read the list of every conservative associated with your dad and these pre-dawn raids, guns drawn. In some cases, the media tipped off so they can capture it all on camera at 545 in the morning. How convenient. Um, And now your own your own father's home has been raided. And they just started taking boxes out randomly and and going through Melania's wardrobe, apparently, uh, as well. And the question is. Back in June, your father offered to give them everything. Isn't that true? The room that they asked him to padlock, which he agreed to?
4: Yeah, that's exactly right, Sean. My father has been so cooperative. I mean, and that's what doesn't make sense to the whole family. My father said, anything you guys need, let me know. Anything you need, you know, let us know, like... I mean, the, the lawyer, when I first told him about this, he goes, I can't believe this. Like, we had the greatest relationship with these people. Your father literally was with them in early they June. Put that, and said, by the way, they put that in writing. Anything they need at all, you let us they, know, and we'll give it to you.
1: They put that in writing in February of last year, uh, of this year. February of this year, they said, you've been so cooperative. So this really isn't about, isn't this really about that, a, a, a fishing expedition, January 6th, taxes, or anything else, you know, if your father spit on the sidewalk, Isn't that what they're really looking for?
4: Absolutely. It's a fishing expedition. I mean, they pulled the warrant on Friday. They didn't actually execute the warrant until Monday. So when I hear about these nonsense speculations about nuclear codes, okay, so, you know, FBI agents were so busy on a weekend that, you know, over nuclear codes, they waited four days. I mean, it's nonsense. Sean is absolutely fishing. And, you know, it's the exact same playbook that they used during Russia. The exact same reporters are being leaked information that were used as the sources for the whole Russia hoax. I mean, go line up all the reporters who are getting inside information, unsolicited information during the Russia hoax. They're the exact same people that the FBI are leaking to now. It's the same reporters reporting on the same thing, the same story. They're going to their friends in the Democratic media who are effectively the lobbyist arm of the Democratic Party, and they're leaking stories about Donald Trump de- to right. him.
3: You know, it's, it's, it's absolutely stunning. And not only that, but The the new uh, word on on things is that Merrick Garland spent uh, weeks hashing over this, and you got to wonder: a, you got to look at timing, and b, um, if it was nuclear codes and they had to go in right away, because if you listen to the mainstream media, they're like, uh, you know, Scarborough's like, I have two words for you: nuclear secrets. Well, if, if that was the case, then why didn't they go in six months ago or three months ago? Why did they wait until now? If they were afraid that somehow Trump was selling nu- nuclear secrets to Russia or something weird like that. It's just, you know, it's absolutely absurd, really, when you think about it. And uh, But so much information is coming out. You know, I was... Uh, um, I was watching, uh, I was looking over social media, and they have this video of this big rally in, my uh, I think it was Miami, and it was Hispanics and Cubans who are supporting Trump more than ever. And, you know, I wrote this up. I said Hispanics and Cubans support Trump more than ever thanks to the morons in the Obama-Biden White House, their FBI, their DOJ, their IRS, They all have seen the failures of socialism and tyranny firsthand and want nothing to do with it. These Cubans and these Hispanic-speaking people from, say, Venezuela, uh, they don't want any part of that. I just think that this kind of evil is going to backfire. It's going to backfire on the FBI. It's going to backfire on the deep staters the The intelligence community. Remember when um, Chuck Schimmer said that the intelligence community will have six ways till Sunday to get back at you. And here we got John Brennan, Michael Hayden, Peter Strzok, James Clapper, Andrew McCabe, and James Comey. And what did they do? The the intelligence community. These losers. These monsters of people. These inhumane people. They. They say this, it says in this meme, you created a fake dossier on Trump. And it's to the intelligence community, right? They wiretapped Trump. They spied on Trump. They leaked uh, on Trump. They lied about Trump. They harassed Trump, his campaign advisors and staff. They framed and arrested Trump campaign advisors and staff. They kept trying over and over to overthrow Trump. Democrats have politicized and weaponized the intelligence community. They denied there is a deep state deep state and the fake news media wants Trump to trust you. And the person said no to that. You know, the idea here is that this should never happen. But it started with Obama. Obama weaponized the IRS with Lois Lerner, going after Tea Party groups. And Obama also weaponized the DOJ. And it was part of Obama's efforts to politicize You know what happened to Michael Brown and Ferguson. And that was the originating start of Black Lives Matter, a Marxist fundraising group for the Act Blue, the Democrat uh, financial arm. And they went after all of this. And they they they've weaponized our 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 government against its own people, and shame on the people that step up and dress up every day and go to work, and and play these games against the American people, violating their oath each and every day that they they walk into uh, Washington. Well, that brings us to the end of uh, the Scott Adams show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out. MAGAPAC.org, find out how we're advancing America First Policies to make America great again. And use Red State as your promo code over at mypillow.com, RedState. And uh, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye everybody.
2: We're a stand, the mounds getting steeper. And grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.